Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do. With status post adulting hello status post adulting friends and family this is sammy and michelle and we're the hosts of our podcast status post adulting and this is our seventh episode of the podcast and we're going to be talking about our relationship status but before we begin let's check in with my co-host michelle how are you doing michelle well We've had an exciting day, CME, haven't we? We really have. I joined CME and my dad today. They were going through a drive-through COVID vaccine situation. We were getting our second COVID vaccine, so we are now fully vaccinated. Yay! Yay. For everybody in my household except me, Michelle. (laughs) But while we were in line, we were pulled up right next to the check-in area, and so there's a line of cars, and somebody walks up, and CME overhears that they're asking if anyone has jumper cables because their car, basically their battery died while they're in line for this drive-through COVID vaccine. And it's a really long line. And the funny thing is there's already someone in front of us in line who was jumping their car. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe these elderly folks have been inside all season during the COVID season and they're just taking out their car for the first drive. But there were cars that needed jumping. Yeah, if you're going to be stuck in a line for an hour (laughs) in your car, definitely check your battery first. Like that would be my nightmare situation. But Sammy was like, oh, I have jumper cables. And she tells the people there, always so kind. But my sister and my dad are getting the vaccine soon, so they can't actually get out of the car. So she's like, oh, my sister will just come with you. So then you send me (laughs) to go with these people basically to just babysit the jumper cables. (laughs) You know, I don't want to forget them or lose them because, you know, it was deliberate for me to put them in my car, buy them on Amazon. You know, it's a whole thing. I'm not trying to do that again. And I mean, see me, I'm not a car expert by any means (laughs) either. So I kind of walk up there and was like, yeah, you know. Red to red, black to black. <laughs> <laughs> Which did seem like new information to them from the story you told me. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, do you guys know what you're doing? <laughs> Should I Google this? They had another car pull up next to them. They connect the jumper and the car just starts beeping constantly. <laughs> like it's like, clearly we're not doing the right thing. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like backing away from the car because I don't know. I'm under the impression that they can explode if you do this wrong. But yeah, a security woman comes up and it turns out she, I don't know if she is a mechanic or she just has a lot of background. She said she had a lot of brothers who are mechanics. And so mm-hmm. she had like a toolbox. In the end, I think they ended up having to get towed and they reorganized everything for the cars. But that was, you know, I don't want to say I was a hero or anything, but... <laughs> I was like, if you guys want to poke me up after saving the day, <laughs> after doing nothing, then I just walked over back to our car with the jumper cable. So that was our exciting morning. Yeah, it was quite exciting. So Sammy, back to our exciting topic for today. Sammy and I wanted to talk a little bit about relationships, mostly a little bit of a background on us since we do have relationships as a major theme of this podcast and something that we think is a part of what we consider status post-adulting is being really intentional about the choices and the relationships that you make. Yeah, Michelle. And I do think we both in our own ways have kind of non-traditional ideas on what a relationship could be in the future. Agreed, Sammy. 
especially compared to our background and what our parents did, what our grandparents did. Yeah, I think that's something that we often take for granted and probably everybody today takes for granted is how many choices we have today when it comes to things like marriage and having kids compared to our ancestors. Yeah, Sammy. I think while that's generally true for everybody, especially if you're not cis, heterosexual, male, that's the dominant majority of wherever you are from, chances are your options when it came to love and marriage were pretty limited. For us, being from India, arranged marriages were still pretty traditional. And so even as soon as our parents' generation, like they had an arranged marriage, which is very different for Sammy and I, where that's not necessarily the expectation for us in the United States. Yeah, Michelle, our parents, our grandparents, everybody that we know before that had an arranged marriage. Today, a lot of people, they think about getting into a relationship, getting with their partner, and they have so many expectations of what their partner is going to bring to their relationship. But it's interesting to think about the history and how it was mostly an economical thing. Women are getting married off because they don't have the opportunity to work. They don't have the same freedom. So they kind of go from being dependent on their parents and their family to then being dependent on their husband. And that's a completely new thing. And even when I think about our parents' generation where the women do work and they could be economically free, at that time it was still so socially unacceptable or at least abnormal to remain single that it wasn't really a true choice that I think most people would consider. Yeah, like when we talk to our mom, she cites wanting to have kids as a major reason as to why she got married, which is so different than today where most people expect to fall in love when it comes to getting married. And even when I hear about older people's stories in the United States, they'll often say things like, yeah, like I really wanted to get out of my parents' house, become like a sexually active human being. And that was my main reason for getting married. A lot of old people are telling you that. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my old friends, you know. (laughs) No, but I mean, I think that's so true. No matter where you were, say, 100, 200 years ago, marriage is so rooted in oppressing women. But also, it was definitely a financial decision. Your land and my land are going to be combined. We can build a family together. And because women didn't have the same rights and have the ability to vote and have the ability to work, their best option for getting out of their parents' house was to get married. That was just the default. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because where we're from in India, it's an area, especially for the immigrants from that area in the United States, the women are actually often the breadwinners in the families. But even despite that, the culture is still dominated by males, even though they may not be bringing in more income. Yes, Amy. I mean, for us, we definitely saw a lot of strong female breadwinners within our own family dynamics. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, that doesn't necessarily mean that they wear the pants in the house or whatever it is. It's you still see that tug and pull within a marriage. Yeah, exactly. Michelle, they do still follow like the stereotypical gender norms. Yeah, exactly. Sammy. And one thing I'll say, too, that's really interesting is for us, our parents did move to the United States. You know, we're born and raised in Michigan. Mm -hmm. They didn't necessarily have an expectation that we would get an arranged marriage, though they will happily do it in a (laughs) drop of a hat if we ask them. But I think one of the interesting things is how much their mindset also needed to shift. Because, again, in this country, people marry for love. 
you're aiming for that Cinderella story. No one's mm-hmm. really growing up like, oh, I can't wait to get my marriage arranged. <laughs> um, but for them, it manifests itself in other ways. Like for them, they didn't necessarily understand the concept of dating somebody for a while and deciding how you feel and then moving on from there. And we had to honestly like sit our parents down and be like, hey, like this is how we feel about what we're doing now. This is what our goals are. Please stop taking calls from your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think every if I had a dive for every time my dad was like, just talk to him. He's in Florida or New York or whatever. He's like, just get in a call. Like, what? what's wrong with that? It's like, well, <laughs> that's not necessarily I'm not looking to jump into a marriage right now. Like, that's not my plan. And especially, I mean, Sammy, for you, that's even more so the case. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I will say when you consider that our parents grew up in an environment where they met and then two weeks later they were married, they have evolved light years. They've really become quite modern, more modern than us sometimes, I think. Yeah, they're super modern. When we grew up, our mom always emphasized never depend on a man. For some reason, like it seems like in her mind that didn't translate that information to like marriage and long term relationships. Yes, I mean, (laughs) it didn't translate. But, you know, her core point was you never know what's going to happen and you need to be able to take care of yourself. No matter what type of marriage you have, arranged, love match. In America and across the world, divorce is up. It's about 50%. You never know who you end up with. It was important to her that we were able to support ourselves no matter what. In case anything happened, we would be able to break away from it. Yeah, exactly. Like I was saying before, maybe that didn't initially translate to her um, or my dad as us being financially secure. Over time, I think both of our parents have come to understand that now we are financially secure. Now we are emotionally secure. And I do actually think that both of them understand that whether we want to continue with a marriage or something like that is completely optional. And it's something where if we didn't choose that route, our lives would end up being totally okay as well. Yes, Amy. It's interesting because even though that's our truth within our cultural lens and how we grew up. It really mirrors what is going on around the world. And definitely, you know, we've read different books and studies about this, specifically about how all people of all genders are getting married later. No matter what, when it comes to putting together a partnership, you're not necessarily looking for the financial benefit anymore. I mean, more women are in the workforce, more women are career focused. It's less about, hey, I need I need a man to support me. It's more about, okay, if I want a partner, they need to bring something to the table that's not necessarily Financial. the buku butts. <laughs> the what? The buku bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I recently introduced you to this term. Buku bucks. <laughs> Yes. Did I use it correctly? (laughs) They need to bring something other than the Buku Bucks. (laughs) Sammy here with an update on Buku Bucks. (laughs) Michelle and I just googled Buku Bucks and we were definitely spelling it wrong. We'll post a link to the Urban Dictionary definition for all of you who are curious. But yes, Buku means large quantity of bucks. (laughs) Anyway, Sammy, we wanted to talk a little bit about our own relationship status. This is something we've been talking about for a long time because, Sammy, you knew at a pretty young age what you were looking for. Yeah, that's right, Michelle. I knew at a young age that I didn't want to 
get married or have kids. And I came to this realization probably around age 16. I think before that time, whenever I thought about having kids, I just thought more about all the stuff I would have to do, like make sure that they're safe, make sure that they go to a good school or that they get a good education, all those kind of things. I think it's kind of normal to have anxious thoughts about your future, but I think those are usually combined with positive thoughts about what we would like. Like if I'm thinking about like my future job, obviously there's anxiety and stress about going through school and stuff like that, but then there's also the excitement of getting to do what I love. With kids, I mainly had the anxious thoughts without seeing so much of the benefits. And I remember like I was around age 16 and I was thinking about having kids and all the things that would go into that. And then this voice came in and it was like, you don't have to have kids. I remember feeling this huge weight lifted off my shoulders and I thought, oh my gosh, for the first time ever, I don't have to have kids. And of course, now that I reflect, that's such an unusual thought because obviously I didn't have kids and I wasn't raising kids. So I don't know why I would have thought this is the first time ever. But I think it's because I did feel like an ancestral connection. Our grandparents, our parents, all of those people, they kind of had to get married and have kids. And I really felt this was the first time in the history of women where I didn't have to have kids. And it was super liberating. And because for me, marriage was largely something that I would do to create a stable structure for my children, the realization that I didn't have to have kids was then also associated with the realization that I don't have to get married. And it's funny because when I think about kids, I've had a lot of cousins, a lot of babies in my life, and I love them, and I love seeing them, and I know that if I had a kid, I would love them unconditionally, and they would be my whole life. I'm positive about that. But if I'm looking from the outside and looking in and thinking, how do I want to spend this lifetime that I have? I really don't want to spend it raising my own children. See, I mean, I think that's such an important thing to know about yourself. Yeah, Michelle. And even when it came to relationships outside of getting married or having kids, I realized that being single is most in alignment with my true nature. I do find a lot of value in connecting with another person, but at the same time, I always feel like a single energy. Like I feel this energy that I'm just free. Yes, Amy, I can definitely understand that. And it's interesting because I think that we can be stuck in this idea that what's quote unquote normal is to get married, have kids, white picket fans, like in the most traditional sense. And one thing I appreciate now is that there are so many different options and I think people are so much more open-minded and we're becoming more and more open-minded to seeing marriage, love, families be expressed in so many different ways. Yeah, It's funny for me, what really messed me up, I feel like when I was younger, is I read The Defining Decade by Dr. Meg Jay, which while I'm about to have a bone to pick with her, I did (laughs) love that book when I was younger. And I would say it was one of the books that was really formative for me in my early 20s. But something she talks about at the end of the book is if you are a woman and you want to have kids, she makes the point that it is harder to have children when you are older. Mm -hmm. And so you need to start thinking backwards. Let's say you want to have two kids when you're 30. You're 29, you're 28 if you're walking backwards. And then you want to be married for a year. So now you're 27. 
and you want to be dating for two years so now you're 25 and blah 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 blah. next thing you know you should have that man of your dreams when you were 16 (laughs) (laughs) and so I remember I was in a series of relationships sort of back to back to back like I spent a good portion of my young adult life in a relationship I remember a few years ago when I was with my last boyfriend even though I knew the relationship wasn't right I was like well when I do the math backwards this is the person (laughs) that I need to marry When we broke up, I had a similar realization where I realized that I could definitely see myself having kids, but I didn't feel so constrained to the traditional sense of I have to be married, I have to have a child via a natural birth. And so for me, that was a major step as far as having a little bit of freedom because in that time period of my life, I also really felt like I needed to be single. Like I mentioned, I had been in back-to-back relationships and I felt like I hadn't given myself a time in my formative years to understand myself and understand what was important to me in so many different ways. And so I took some time after that. I was single. I was able to take some time to get to know myself get to know what I want, and explore and see that there are a lot of different options for for people today that didn't exist a few years ago when it comes to having kids and setting up a family. It was important for me to understand where my values align, and it allowed me to start planning a little bit better for my future without stressing myself out because I felt like I had to live within a certain guideline. Yeah, Michelle, I mean, I remember when you came to that realization where you could have your own kid on your own or you were comfortable with that idea, both financially and emotionally comfortable with that idea of having a kid on your own. I do think it was really liberating for you. I think it took away that pressure of having to find the perfect person to marry. You realize that marriage wasn't the number one thing and you realize that even if you do want to have kids, there are other options. Yeah, Sammy, exactly. I think what that's really rooted in is that, especially for us, like a lot of our friends are women. And so you do see a certain stress starting to come in as we get older. There's a sense of, oh my gosh, like I'm getting older. You know, my eggs are (laughs) turning into sand. I don't know, whatever it is that we fear. And I don't ever want to force myself to make a relationship work because I feel like I need to hit a certain timeline. Because again, going back to sort of what our ancestors had to do like I have the freedom of choice I have the freedom of different options they're not necessarily easy there's a lot of differences and nuances and complications involved with all of them but I don't want to try to fit a square peg into a round hole because I feel like I have to make it work within a certain timeline Yeah, Michelle, I think that's completely right and I think a big part of that is understanding what you actually want from your life Most of us are looking for connection. We're looking for relationships that we feel we can trust people, that we feel we have like someone who understands us. And that can be found in so many ways. In friendships, it can certainly be in romantic relationships. It can be in relationships with your family members. And I do feel like, you know, when you have those bonds, when you feel heard, you feel seen, you feel connected to people, you really do have more options because you're you're more secure. That's exactly right, Sammy. And I think with our podcast, what our goal is when it comes to relationships is building not only your romantic relationships, but also your platonic ones and ways to have more meaningful relationships with people and explore non-traditional ways that people are living their life today. Yeah, Michelle, I think the big conclusion is that the truth is we really do have so many choices. Whether we want to be in a long romantic partnership whether we want to get married, whether we want to have kids, whether we want to have kids on our own. In 2021, we have 
tons of options and of course not all those options are easy simple or cheap but i think it's all about planning intentionally and knowing what you may need to make your future happen so true sammy and so thank you guys for listening to another episode of status post adulting we're so excited to dive deeper into more topics with all of you once again thank you all for leaving such wonderful reviews on apple Podcasts. thank you for tagging us on instagram thank you for sending us emails we really appreciate the nice words the texts the comments the reviews So thank you again. If you do want to check out our Instagram, we share quotes from different podcasts that we're listening to at Status Post Adulting. Also, you can shoot us an email. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover, if there's questions, any sort of thing that you think we might need to hear. You can email us at statuspostadulting at gmail.com. That's exactly right, Michelle. And be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.